0: Good afternoon, it's Niall Boylan with you for the next era. So, last to get through with the show today, and it's going to be a very interesting one, because when we mentioned the sex education program, or the SPG, SPHE, uh, yesterday on Twitter, we got so much interest in So many parents contacting us by both WhatsApp and Twitter and Facebook and everything else who wanted to talk about it. On both sides of the argument about it, the argument still exists. And I'm going to read out just very quickly a piece from Carl O'Brien from the Irish Times, and this goes back a couple of months ago. And the headline was the new junior cycle curriculum will oblige school teachers to uh, teach about gender identity. The new sex education curriculum for junior cycle students will require students to appreciate how sexual orientation and gender identity are experienced and expressed in diverse ways. The curriculum uh, specification for the new SPHE, Social, Personal and Health Education Programme, seen by the Irish Times, is due to be published shortly. And as we know, it is published now and rolled out in schools for last September, which is two months ago or a month and a half ago. It follows a government-commissioned review of sex education at primary and secondary level, which found that the 20-year-old syllabus was way out of date. I believe we all agree with that. Too focused on biology and did not reflect the reality of young people's lives or the LGBTQ plus issues. Teaching around gender identity has sparked controversy, with some Catholic groups, by the way, in particular, accusing policymakers of seeking to promote new um, gender self-identity doctrines. By contrast, many campaign and civil liberty groups have called for a focus on gender identity as part of a wider need to promote awareness over LGBTQ issues. And the 26-page curriculum specification sets out an overview of the course content and learning outcomes with a focus on three main stands, understanding myself and others, making healthy choices, relationships and sexuality. And the specification sources is aimed at promoting dialogue and discussion about these issues in a safe setting with an informed teacher. They reject allegations that it's been hijacked by NGOs. Uh, The curriculum will also provide 100 hours of learning over a three-year junior cycle, 12 to 15 years of age. Also addresses issues such as self-awareness, self-esteem, emotional well-being, the use of pornography, uh, issues such as sexual consent. I think we'd all agree with that. There's also a reference to cisgender, which defined, which is a term to define when somebody's gender identity aligns with their sex uh, they were assigned at birth. The draft document uh, attracted criticism from the Catholic Secondary School Parents Association, which accused policymakers of seeking to promote an ideology that refuses to acknowledge basic biological facts in favour of new gender, self-identifying doctrine. And the Association of Patrons of Trustees of Catholic Schools and Catholic Ethos must be accommodated to take into account the constitutionally protected right of patrons to run their schools from a faith-based perspective. Genspect, an alliance of professional parent groups, trans people, de-transitioners, said the draft course promoted a narrow-minded gender affirmative approach and assumes that everyone, students, parents and school staff, believe in gender identity and that belief system. However, the draft syllabus uh, drew broadly support, or support submissions from a range of non-governmental organisations who said the emphasis on gender identity was very important and very welcomed. The Transgender Equality Network of Ireland, Tenny, said it particularly welcomed the mention of the spectrum of sexual orientation, gender identity and expression, belonged to youth services, said many young people had been calling for improvements to relationships and sexuality and in education for years. And the updated SPHE curriculum specification will follow for senior cycle at post-primary level in 2024 and at primary level in 2025. So as you know, junior students are starting to do it now and primary school in an age-appropriate fashion, I imagine, will be doing it by 2025. The government has also placed that the new curriculum will be age-appropriate and include an inclusivity programme on LGBTQ plus relationships. Joining me to talk about it is Colin Mangan, who's the School and Safeguarding Spokesperson for the Countess.ie, and also Derek Byrne, who's a journalist, academic, and LGBT advocate. Gentlemen, good evening, or good afternoon to you. How are you? Good afternoon,
1: it's very well, thank
0: you. Yeah. Good afternoon, How are things? Hi, Derek. Hey- Okay, first Hi. of all, Colin, let me go to you, Colin. What is the main objection that the majority of parents seem to have to the SPHE or this new curriculum on sex education? What is the the main objection? Uh,
1: well, firstly, can we can I just say this? Um, so I'm speaking as the spokesperson for the schools of safeguarding for the Countess, and our position is that like, we're in favour of fact-based and devel- de- developmentally appropriate material with parents' knowledge and consent. Now, Our biggest concern is that uh, gender identity ideology is being taught as a fact when it's actually very highly disputed, highly contested. There there is no kind of consensus on it, um, and many parents have concerns about it. Um, Gender ideology itself is intrinsically homophobic. Uh, It promotes regressive uh, stereotypes, and in terms of the curriculum itself, it's self-contradictory. And which is only going to lead to misunderstandings among students. And it also raises serious issues for teachers.
0: But have we not been teaching ideologies in schools for years? When it comes to religion, for example, religion is essentially an ideology. It's faith-based. It's not based on evidence or facts. So we've been teaching ideologies for years, if indeed you believe it's an ideology.
1: Yeah, well, we don't, but we don't teach them as facts. So, you know, and we teach about everyone's different kind of belief systems now. Like, we'll say our education system around that has developed to kind of, to, to broaden. And mm. it doesn't teach them as fact.
0: <clears throat> I don't know about that. When I was in school, I was told that Jesus definitely existed and God definitely existed. And that was a fact as far as the schools were concerned. I'm not having a go. I'm just, I'm just saying that we, yeah. I think we have and, and, thought and, things that would be considered ideologies in the past as a, as a fact.
1: And some, and many people would point to the harms that that did to Irish society. Um, mm. So, and, and the thing is, we've moved on from that. We, we don't, we no longer teach it as fact, as something people must be believing in must believe in and for which they'll be ostracized if they express any if they question it or, you know, they'll be mm-hmm. considered apostates if they don't subscribe to the Articles of Faith.
0: Okay, what do you say to parents of children who may, you know, have changed their gender or they be non-binary or whatever it happens to be or trans children or whatever it is who say, you know, that it's important that their children are recognized and it's important that other children are told not to judge them, etc, etc, etc. You know, some people say, well, surely that's not a bad thing.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, we can teach like anti-bullying. We can teach uh, people to behave and treat others with respect without necessarily teaching them that the ideology they're they're promoting or they believe in is fact. Um, you know, you can you can just teach people to be good human beings, just respect others um, without necessarily teaching uh, that what they believe in is fact.
0: Uh, okay, so just uh, just to come to you, Derek. You know. I I take on board what Colin is saying, and I kind of agree with him in a sense. When we talk about gold standard or fact, you're a gay man, you will have a boyfriend or you do have a boyfriend or you're attracted to men. That's a fact. And, you know, there's nothing, we can't change that fact, okay? But when we talk about an ideology and somebody says, well, you know, I'm a man, but I'm identifying as a woman, that's not a fact. That's somebody identifying as a woman who is a man. So we're teaching children, you know, people's feelings rather than what are facts, Is he not right that we should be avoiding doing those kind of things? Look, absolutely teach children that it's okay to have a gay relationship. You know, we're all past that point now. You know what I mean? It's okay if you fancy a boy or it's okay if you fancy a girl, if you're a girl. But telling somebody, listen, you're a boy, but if you want to be a girl, you can. You know, that's kind of a step too far.
2: I think um, there's a couple of things there. Uh, first of all, I'm single. I don't have a boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, well,
0: best of luck with that <laughs> one. <second>. one. <laughs> all right.
2: <laughs> but, um, but the, the thing is that, um, you know, I, I think uh, where probably Colin uh, and people who are taking this stance are probably picking things up wrong is the program will talk about, and you mentioned the word in your introduction, now, it will talk about how... Gender identity and gender I- diversity is experienced by those who live It's not actually talking about uh, gender ideologies as facts. It's yeah, but I, don't, but I
0: wouldn't want some school teacher telling my kid there's 140 genders or something like that. I, that's to me that they might as well be telling them there's ten gods and, and three absolutely. pigs on the moon. You know. No,
2: no, that's nonsense.
0: That's actually. But not but no, it's, but it's not nonsense, Derek. I mean, because that's, that's okay, some that of the is, stuff that we're hearing. That's
2: not that's not going to be taught in the program. That's not how it's taught at all. Um, in fact, I've been doing some work on the new SDHE program uh, with um, YouthReach. And what we're finding is, in fact, before you do any kind of work with young people, you have to prepare them. You have to talk to them about their attitudes and their beliefs, their own attitudes and beliefs, and where those attitudes and beliefs come from. Um, I was quite surprised uh, with the level of homophobia that I came up against um, uh, in some of the, the classes. And then I was... Ex- I was
0: but is it really homophobia? The... Because I don't think children care if people are gay anymore. I th- and thankfully, that's the way it is, right? Nobody cares oh, if somebody's no, a lesbian no. or somebody's gay. It's that's true. great. You
2: know what I mean? You'd be surprised. I was surprised. And I was also surprised that there were high levels of acceptance and and uh, norm, normalising. Of uh, sexual diversity, and- Derek. We live
0: in a very, we do live in a very tolerant society. If I go back to when I was a kid in school, if you were gay, you were the queer in the class. You know what I mean? And so we didn't live in a tolerant society, an understanding world. We live in a much more tolerant society now, thankfully. And I think most kids don't really care if somebody's gay or wants to marry a man or a woman or whatever it happens no. to be. But where well, where we do draw, happen? yeah, but where we do draw the line is. With something that somebody believes they are, and and that's where people start to get it, and they go, ah, stop for God's sake! You know what I mean? I, hold I, on for I
2: think what, yes, the G program is important, and why it should always develop. Is actually what's happening is, and 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 I've been talking about this for a while. Is there is a little bit of a backlash happening from younger. Heterosexual men who are feeling slightly displaced in all of this, um, you know, it's, it's you know notions of uh, masculinity are being challenged all the time, and that creates a reaction. And this is where you begin to see the green sheets of homophobia amongst young people. So, what a program like the SPHE program is all about is it's all about helping young people to feel secure in whatever identity they have. And you know what? At that stage of their lives, many people are not necessarily too sure. I mean, yeah, I knew uh, in my mid-teens, I copped I on that what I was feeling was known as gay, but I didn't re- accept that for quite a while. It was, I was 20 years of age before I had my first sexual encounter, because I kind of thought, well, as long as I don't do anything about it, I'm not really gay. There were, you know, there were, there wasn't mm-hmm. really much for to help me growing up. And, and it, was me me. it was a different
0: time. It was a different no, time. Yeah,
2: but that's why it's so important that we help young people now. That's why I think it is important that the Sphg program. Okay, develops. well, well, Colin, well let me, Colin. let me, and Let me, let me just put that to you. Okay. To
0: Okay, I suppose, Colin, the point that Derek is making is if we had this programme 30 years ago, Derek wouldn't have felt the way he felt, maybe, uh, that he would have felt more accepted in society. So we've already tackled, Colin, the gay and lesbian issue. In other words, I'm a firm believer that most children nowadays, particularly young teenagers, don't really care if somebody's gay. It's not even relevant to them anymore. So what? Everybody has their own choices in whatever sexual orientation they have and who they want to fall in love with. And we've established that, and I, and I'd like to think that should be the way it is. Anybody who doesn't believe that, well, then there's something wrong. But what he's saying is that we're now in a new situation where we we see that people are identifying differently, and if we don't grab the bull by the horns now, we'll end up in the same position in twenty years' time.
1: Yeah, and as as I as I mentioned at the outset, like we we're in favour of fact based developmentally appropriate material. Um, the important thing is that it is fact based, so that it doesn't actually cause further confusion uh, and difficulty for these well what, these what do you mean
0: by fact-based? I mean, let, let's establish what you mean by fact-based. So in other words, if a teacher teaches a boy that, listen, if you don't want to remain a boy, you can be a girl, you don't believe that's fact-based?
1: Well, no, because, I mean, being a boy or a girl is dependent on a person's biological sex. And when, when I say, like, um, they're teaching gender ideology as fact, we can see that in the curriculum, they actually don't define the term sex uh, instead, the terms gender, uh, gender gender identity uh, and even gender based violence are defined and even se- uh, sexuality, same sex attraction is def- defined in terms of, of gender. So can you imagine a young person who is struggling with their, their same sex attraction, but now it's defined in terms of gender. So, for example, a young lesbian who is attracted to people of the same sex, girls of the same sex, but now she's been told that. Um, boys can, uh, males can also be girls, so it's 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 only causing going to cause further confusion for
0: these children. I, I and that, I, that's not, that's when I, when I when I I when I do I do accept that what we're teaching I suppose in, as part of the SPHE is that gender is interchangeable, and you know the jury's out. I mean Derek, with the greatest respect, yeah, there's many true. people that's don't believe that at all.
2: True, no and, and as a as a gay man, I can tell you. You know, I think there's there's, there's, um, a lot of misunderstanding as well. You know, the LGBT community are are also involved in this debate. And, you know, we do talk about things like um, uh, transgender people. Personally, I use the term transgender person. um, And and many transgender people that I speak to um, acknowledge the fact that they are not, we're not born biological male or biological female. Now, I can tell you that as a gay man, I would not be attracted to a transgender man. I'm attracted to biological men. End of story. But, you, no you, but, but
0: you would be called a TERF for even suggesting that. Because, yeah. because yeah, women, I, I, women have I, I, been I, I, called I, I, TERFs I, I, for not being attracted to transgender women or men. I, I, I,
2: I really couldn't care less because what I'm talking about, and I think this, this is what I'm, I'm saying to Paul and to yourself, this program will be based on, you know, when you talk about it will be giving false facts, it's not giving facts. It's talking about the lived experiences of people who identify differently from a cisgender heterosexual. Um, there will also be a lot of work on cisgender heterosexual people, people who are essentially straight and identifies the gender they were born with. This is about everyone. Can we not, not just? But
0: well, what, what's thing? what's with this cis business? Can we not just call men men and women women? What we don't we don't have to use the yeah. term cis. Know,
2: it's no, an term. It's, it's an invented term. It's an invented
0: term. I had to look it
2: up when I heard it. first hadn't Yeah, it <laughs> That's I, what and, I'm saying it's, it's invented. It drives me now that all these terms are being brought in. But
0: how far, how far do you how far do you take that when it comes to a school setting? I mean the problem parents have is they say, look, I've no problem with page 43 of the biology book, I remember it, well, at the penis and the vagina. I have no problem with page 43 of the biology book and I have no problem telling them how they're going to make babies. I have no problem with them talking about consent. I've no problem talking about the dangers of pornography. I think that's all fine. I think we all accept that. I have no problem with them talking about relationships in general that some people, you know, are attracted to men so or text to him. but I do have a problem when you're going down the roots, yeah. and we'll do that at home thanks very much
2: Listen, where I, where I would um, you know, be supportive or, or at least understanding of, of Colin and the organisation he, he represents is, I've heard you know, parents uh, friends of mine who are parents say you know, that their 13 year old was under pressure at school to identify as something, and we have to be careful about that, we do have yeah. to be careful about that
0: how- That's a social contagion, isn't it?
2: agree with that, and, and there but is you know, evidence,
0: Derek. The evidence is out there in relational to trans non binary that there's a massive social contagion over the last five years.
2: Well, we do have to find a balance, we do have to, pr- we do have to. Well, find a balance, but don't increase yeah, that, that social really
0: contagion. Sorry, Colin, you want to say something? Sorry, yeah,
1: and, and there, is, there is a balance to be struck. We can yeah. teach people that some people believe. Uh, about gender ideology, but also teach that it is not a fact because it's it's it, even though you're talking about people using those terms gender ideology
2: and fact when when I've already said that that's not what it's about. It's, it's about experiential. Because,
1: because I respect because I respectfully disagree. That's why um, the, well, well, the, the the, the information the information <laughs> the information in the curriculum is very much geared towards gender ideology. As I mentioned, sex is not defined in the the curriculum, but those other terms are. And just to give an example of the kind of confusion that this does cause, among the toolkit, the SPHE toolkit on the Department of Education website, there's a video from the Gay, Lesbian and Straight Education Network um, talking about bathrooms and it's a video of a trans-identified male going into the female bathrooms and he stopped and in the video he says, I was born a boy, boy, but inside I always knew I was female. So it is very much conflating sex with gender and sowing the seeds of confusion for children who are already at a difficult time in their they, they might already be struggling going through puberty. Yeah. No, having... I, agree with
2: you. I agree with you yeah yeah no I mean I've been in that situation myself to be honest with you where I've been in, the, in a, a bathroom using uh pub, you know in, in a gay bar using the urinal and standing behind me were two women and I felt really well they were what I uh thought were two women and that really made me feel uncomfortable so these are questions that Members of the LGBT community are, are now addressing themselves and are experiencing themselves. And I just want to be clear that don't think because don't think that all members of the LGBT community are, are thinking in one way about this. We're all learning about this together, Colin, and that's the thing to understand. You know, and I think I, I don't think uh, people like you and like me should be on different sides of the fence. I think we should work together actually to try to do what's best ultimately for young. people. No yeah, but are, but 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 in
0: saying that, Derek, you, Derek, you're very liberal with your views. There are people who are for the SPHE and for all aspects of the SPHE, who would have very different views to you. I mean, and for example, even in the bathroom situation, they would have very different views to you. So what I'm saying is the problem for, I find, for gay and lesbian people is they've kind of hitched their wagon to the trans mm-hmm. community ideology as well. Not as Colin used the word ideology. One. Yeah, and, and, every, and then all, they have to all. take everything that goes along with it.
2: No, not all. Listen, I'm very supportive of our transgender community. I've made three one-hour documentaries about transgender and I've I, I have uh, the first transgender woman on, on uh, mainstream media back in 2005. But, you know, one of the things about transgender, which is interesting um, from being gay or straight or bisexual or whatever, is that it also affects the identity of the other person. Like, for example, if, if a man is married to a woman and he transitions to become a woman, is that wife now in a lesbian relationship? So transgender is very complex it's not just about the individual and I think that's what we do need well let me well, let me it. ask you a
0: question, Derek right well let me ask you a question it's a little bit of a tangent, but do you believe that a woman who transitions to a man is a man
2: I think they are a transgender
0: that's not what I asked you do you believe a woman no, that, who,
2: no is, is no, it a man
0: no. I mean is do you accept it's a man
2: do I mean it's a biological man? No, no, no! Biological. You're not I'm
0: still answering. I'm I didn't ask you biological. I'm not putting any prefixes before it. I'm asking you: Do you, a woman, a female who was born female, who transitions to a man, do you accept that he is a man?
2: Um, I'm hesitating to answer that question. I'll tell you why: because for someone because like because you me, wouldn't date
0: him, yeah.
2: No, well, I wouldn't. No, I, I, no I wouldn't because, find because you wouldn't date him because you're attracted
0: trans- to men and not sex. people who transition to right. be men. Uh,
2: w- well, it's got nothing. It's, that's not got to do with me. That person's identity has got to do with them. And I would respect someone who said they were a transgender man, mm-hmm. absolutely. But I think it, you know the problem is, and this is this is where we're landing ourselves now. We now use terms like biological man and transgender man. I find my way of navigating this and understanding it is to use terms like biological man and woman and transgender man and woman or transgender person. And most of my transgender friends would agree with that and they go by that. That's my experience. And just to say as well that you know, I don't talk about facts when I'm talking about this. I talk about my experience. And that's what's important about the SPHE programme. Okay. That it is based on experience, on a person's lived experience. We're not talking facts.
0: Okay, the other thing, I, Colin, is what what sorry Colin, what are the other aspects of the SPHE that we have an issue with, or that you have an issue with, should I say?
1: Just 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 before I, I get onto those, I just want to mention, like as you mentioned, Derek, like this is a complex issue, but what we're discussing here is what's being taught in schools and it's being taught very categorically. Um you, you mentioned there about being in a in a men's bathroom and having two women behind you and feeling uncomfortable. Now, what about the girls in a girls' bathroom where a male is now being allowed to go in and, and they're being told that if they don't go along with this, they're they're bullying or they're they're hateful or they're bigoted. Um oh, I'm with but, you on that. I'm with you on that. Okay, but this this these are the things that are being taught as part of the curriculum and this is what will seep out as part of the curriculum. And it's that's why not we...
2: my understanding. That that it wouldn't be my understanding of what's going to be taught, to be honest with you.
1: Well, I mean it, as I said, like the, the definitions used in the curriculum. No sex is not defined whatsoever. And then the other terms I I think you're using what would be an
2: easy issue to sensationalize. It's very easy to say what you've said there. The, no, but know, it's
1: a fact. We're, it's we're that's like run. have
2: you if you've if you've but read the well, I experienced that in a gay bar, you know, so um it it wasn't like the end of the world, I was just surprised and felt a bit uncomfortable. It this is not something that that you're going to see happening uh uh you know in general. But you're right. It is the important tools to it. tool. why it's important to have it in the S V G programme because we if we just ignore it, we'll end up with chaos, we'll end up with problems we'll end up with hatred i mean all know where that leads to
0: well, so that's well what unfortunately yes and and yes they, they, we they, we've they, seen the we've seen that the end result would well, mind you that's cultural as well apart from anything else we've seen the, the end result of a man who decided is, he didn't like the issue
1: is the issue is what, it, issue is what it, yes we do need a curriculum fact-based but the issue is what is being taught and there are you know in that in that video i told you uh from glscn again going back to the fact that the confusion that is being taught the boy he was born a boy, but inside he knew he was female. I mean that is just sowing the seeds of confusion among children it's It's conflating sex with okay gender j- and it's, i don't I don't have too much more
0: time, Colin, just in relation to the s p h e so we've discussed gender, transgender we've even thrown in the bathrooms as well Is, is there anything else? what about uh, obviously, you don't have an issue with consent being thought. You wouldn't have an issue, I assume, with uh, pornography in uh, an age-appropriate fashion, and I suppose they would be talking about the dangers of pornography and the expectations of boys and girls of each other during a sexual experience. Do you have an issue with that, or is that is that a problematic?
1: Well, we would approach it from, a like, as an organization, the Countess would it, would look at pornography from a feminist perspective and see how the impact it has on women and girls, uh, as well as boys and men. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: well, I, I would it. imagine that's the purpose of it, isn't it? Because you don't want boys having expectations of women that are not realistic. Uh, and that's exactly. the problem with pornography at a young age.
1: Exactly. And, and but with the ESVG curriculum, and again, in return, uh, with respect to the gender identity ideology, it has potentially serious consequences for teachers as well. And um, there was a teacher in the UK, Roy Huggins is his name. Who was suspended and nearly fired from his job uh, because he was teaching sex education and he he used language that was that was considered not inclusive. So when we're teaching students one thing which contradicts the biological facts, it has potential for serious issues to arise for teachers as well.
0: There was well, there was also a teacher fired in the Isle of Man for walking into a school in, in a girl all girls school and saying "Good morning, girls." and uh, the one girl identified as a man and um, took a case, and the teacher was fired because of it, which I thought was outrageous, well, but how hey, in an all-girls school.
2: I teach at Maynooth University, and when I met my students this year, um, I asked, I said, look, I usually use the term guys as a gender-neutral term. Is it okay if I use that term when I'm saying, like, good, morning, or good evening, guys, or good morning, guys, whatever? I asked everybody would that be okay, and if anybody objected. Luckily, everybody said yes. But yeah, you do have to. You do have to be careful these
0: days. Well, why, why do you have to keep? Being, why do we all have to be so careful and tread on eggshells, Derek? I'm noticing now in England, which Rishi Sunak's uh, government or Rishi Sunak's government, they're now backtracking on everything, including all the pronouns that are being used within the NHS. I'm noticing more and more states in America are now bringing in executive orders <laughs> to get rid of all these silly words like chest feeding I, and yeah, birth parent I'm just and.
2: I just find that in the climate we're in at the moment, that what you're trying to do is you're trying to encourage respect, um, on from every every side. Absolutely, but is, without
0: stupidity. I, you know I, what I mean?
2: Yeah, i've I've got I've gotten into a lot of trouble over you know not stating my pronoun because I don't state my pronoun, but where I do get. But
0: you're a bloke. You don't have to. You don't have to state your pronoun. Yeah, I know. I know.
2: I know. If, you
0: know I, I like mean, that. if you if you if you feel you identify something different, well, then far away and stay away. But if you're if you're just. As this person, as you well, would I, say, I you don't have to.
2: I get confused. You're in a meeting with say 15, 20 people, and two people say my pronouns are they and them. I'm always confused which one is the they and them. I get, and I spend my time thinking about which one is the they and them rather than what the subject. But, but, of what but what, what, yeah, well, hang back. on. But
0: what people are doing? See, my <laughs> biggest problem with all this is. When you have people demanding that you use a they, them pronoun or whatever it happens to be, what you're essentially doing is you're forcing somebody else into your belief. And if your belief is your belief, that's fine. And I respect that, by the way. I'm not going to go to my way to disrespect you. But but what I'm saying is it's like somebody turned around to me. I don't believe in God, but I do respect people's belief in a God. And that's their thing, makes them comfortable. I'm happy for them, right? But I would never expect them to turn around to me and say, I demand you believe in God.
2: Well for me it's about support and it's about ultimately just being kind. And I think if the SDHE program at the end of the day promotes being supportive and being kind to people who are different, for me that's that's enough.
0: An... Okay, finally so finally, it, what... finally, Colin, I have to finish. Go ahead, Colin. Yeah,
1: so just what it actually promotes is the affirmative model. Um as you say, like things like using pronouns. It's like in schools before, uh, you know, if teachers kept calling um children stupid they would eventually believe that they're stupid so things like using the affirmative model if you reinforce this belief and um, that a person um is born in the wrong body it's only going to affirm that and that has serious implications as well for things like um teaching safe sex like if a, if a girl thinks she is a boy is she then going to be have issues around understanding whether she can get pregnant and stuff like, like if you're that? i are going too
2: far into the what ifs, Colin. To be honest with you. not
1: at not at ta- all. like it's these, too early
2: these, in the day. It's too early in the day to be talking about that. We, we
1: you know, need to be talking about it because this is what's going to be taught in schools. We can't start we teaching know, And then they like, oh, make up. Make them up because students might bring
2: it up, but it's not going to be taught.
0: Okay, listen, guys. Derek Byrne. Sorry, thank you very much indeed. Uh, Derek Byrne, thank you very much indeed. I appreciate you coming on and talking to us today. And also Colin Mangan, thank you very much indeed for the contest. The multi-award winning Nile Boylan podcast. Listen live on Facebook, YouTube and all the usual live stream services. To get in touch, just WhatsApp or text 085-100-2255. The Nile Boylan podcast. They told me to shut up. Available for download from all your usual platforms.